1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think growing up, there was a lot of slut shaming in the media. A lot of the feedback that I get is from people saying, well, young women especially saying, I didn't know how to respond to that happening to me, right? So like, if I'll get a nasty DM trying to slut shame me, I'll then post my stories and respond, not because I really care,
0: Kind teach of, other women how to do it.
1: Yeah, like, you know, give people the, the vocabulary or the understanding, the base understanding themselves.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah Wilson and this is Wild, a podcast about living a more beautiful and fired-up life. Here we will continue my 10-year nomadic journey living out of one bag in search of more connection, more awakeness less consuming, less loneliness and less bloody scrolling. I'll be inviting you to join me in finding better ways to radically love and save our one wild and precious life on this planet. I've become truly fascinated, often stumped, you might even say obsessed by today's guest. She's fundamentally like to her bones wild. At least that's how I've observed the phenomenon that is Abby Chatfield. Abby is like, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's a peak influencer reality star, like on steroids. She pivoted from being a Brisbane property assessor to a marriage hopeful on The Bachelor just three years ago. She then moved on to Bachelor in Paradise, then graduated, as one does, to I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, and won. She's recently online feuded with a Married at First Sight star and a Home and Away star, but always in a non-trolley balanced language, I should just add. She's just finished a gig as host or sort of a behind-the-scenes host of Love Island After Party. She's about to, I think, host below deck and this week released a promo for Real Housewives where she sings a duet with comedian Joel Creasy and has just announced she's dating a recent Bachelorette contestant. You got all that? and she's only 26. Abby is also huge in Instagram land and her podcast, It's A Lot, is now on listener, has 400,000 downloads a month, which is a lot. And she has a vibrator line that shifted 50,000 units since April, which is more of a lot. But she's also emerged as one of the most shockingly direct erudite and vocal campaigners in the country on Again A Lot shaming trolling, calling out other celebrities who are misogynist and who make rape jokes in 2021, and most controversially for her pro-vaccination stance, or at least her anti-anti-vaccination stance. Her front and bravery and consistency is a thing to behold at an age where most of her peers are still living at home. I find myself at almost twice her age, standing awkwardly on the outskirts of it all. It's almost like creepy I'm bewildered by what she represents. I've watched Abby from a creepy Instagram distance for a while now. The way she navigates really complex topics and holds her own is incredible. She's often using her sexuality as well, which she 110% owns, as, I've got to say, a constructive weapon. It's like Abby has taken all the stuff that my generation timidly fought for then got confused about, then hid behind with peasant dresses and slogans like, we are not our bodies, we can beat the men at their own game while doing it all, blah, blah, blah. And she's put it centre stage in largely unretouched posts where she's in a see-through bra and undies provocatively asking Zuck not to throw her into the metaverse or twerking in leopard print to send a message to Candace Owens and said, hey, it's time we deal with this, this being female sexuality and the rest. It's all left me with a lot of questions and so I figured I'd use this podcast to get to the bottom of my slightly creepy obsession. And I should probably put a warning here, my producers just reminded me, there's a few swear words in our chat and we do discuss some sort of intimate stuff around sexuality and if that makes you feel uncomfortable, um, well, I'm just warning you. Abby, welcome to Wild. <laughs> How are you going? Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny. I've been bulk listening to your to your podcast, which is about to cross over to listener, so we're now mm-hmm. family officially. Mm-hmm. We are, um, and it's it's actually left me kind of bewildered, in awe, intimidated. And it's really, yeah, it's, I've been absolutely fascinated just to observe the way that you operate and you speak out. And I'm just watching now I've got bits of old school notes, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got several pairs of glasses, you know, and Mm -hmm. managing things and I hyper research stuff. And I'm looking at you. You've got your phone and some earrings. <laughs> I took off
1: yeah. phone and earrings. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I'm very off
0: the cuff. I don't really plan that much. Yeah,
1: don't you like? No, never. I mean, Max gives me sheets of paper for rundowns and ideas, but I don't. I often just like sit behind a microphone and just talk until I feel like I'm like that's enough. How long's I been? 37 minutes? Great. That's the end of Thanks, guys. So yeah, it's very um chaotic.
0: Yeah. And it seems to be something like, I'm probably gonna say this a lot in this interview. It's of your generation. And mm. I don't expect you to be as fascinated by me because, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> because I remember, I was saying this to some of my friends. Like, I remember when I was in my 20s, I didn't think of anybody who was in their late 40s. Like they existed. Mm-hmm but I didn't aspire to be them and I didn't imagine myself as them. And then I also didn't think about their generation. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah, true. I think the generations I think of are boomers and then my generation because of, like, my parents, you know? So it's like that gap of what, Gen X? I'm Gen Gen X. X. Yeah, so... I don't know We really are have the any. middle child, yes. Yeah, We're you forgotten are. all the
0: time. Yes, I'm so sorry, even I forgot about <laughs> We're very sensible, earnest and often irrelevant. Yes, yes. No, not often irrelevant. We put up our hands. I mean, I think about I
1: think I do think about people in their late forties a lot and look up to them because of the way that media is. I think a lot of women in their late forties, you know, that's kind of late forties to maybe sixties is kind of where a lot of women have their success in media. I find anyway, like in news like Lisa Wilkinson, like that that kind of age groups. Maybe I do think about you more than you think. More than you realise, Sarah. I'm thinking about you I all don't.
0: the time. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm Ever flattered. Since we met at the cafe the other day. That's right. I was in I was mid obsession with you because I'd sort of been preparing for this chat as I do as an earnest Gen Xer. Mm. And I ran into you in a cafe mm. when I was working on a Sunday. And I think you were there with your very new boyfriend.
1: Very new boyfriend, yeah. yes. Who I
0: immediately clocked as just very sweet. Because of course I don't have any idea who these People are in mm. reality television because mm-hmm. that's also of my generation. But um, yeah, very very open. He was sweet, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, blessed. Got him. an openness which is I immediately liked. Yes. So look, one thing that I just well, I don't want to cut to it straight away. Hit Let's me. talk the whole anti anti vax vibe mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that is something that actually is what brought you to my attention. Mm. A few people said you should check out what Abby's doing. Oh really? Because. You know, well, actually, I'm going to ask you the question. Mm-hmm. What got you fired up about it? I imagine it's not because you love needles and you love vaccinations or you love going down into that dark corner of the interwebs yeah. where anti-vaxxers <laughs> hang out. It's not my,
1: yeah, needles aren't my passion. Um, but I think, well, to be fair, though, my family are all dentists and doctors and teachers, like literally the entire extended family. So I think it kind of is partly because I've been growing up being like, listen to medicine, do what science says, that kind of vibe, like, No one's religious. Everyone's just very much like we're doctors, dentists and teachers. It's very... Get it done. So I think maybe that kind of is the fact uh, uh, why I'm so pro-vax. But honestly, it was the reason why I started speaking about it so much was because I was getting DMs when I would post pro-vaccine stuff and they were just so wildly incorrect and not even like in terms of medical understanding because obviously I'm not a doctor so it's like common sense things like yeah. why do you care if i'm not vaccinated um if you're vaccinated and it's like well it's just, it's basic herd immunity like it's that's kind of like yeah. 101 like It's it's basic understanding. So I think that as well as its links to QAnon and to the far right. Mm -hmm. So I've always been interested in QAnon and and you know American politics. So like during the 2020 election, I was very vocally anti-Trump. So I think Trump's handling of it then flowed into Q whoops. Trump's handling they're the earrings. (laughs) Trump's handling of it, denying that it was even a virus, flowed into then. QAnon believing that it was some sort of conspiracy and then the anti-vaxxers came from that and the neo-Nazis are involved now. So I think it's kind of a political movement as well as just get jabbed, I want to go party. It was (laughs)
0: even wilder than that because the whole conspiracy thing and funnily enough, while you're doing all of this on Instagram and et cetera Mm. and on your podcast... I was doing it speaking to the New York Times in the US and Harvard University and I became weirdly this sort of expert on conspiracy theories and I don't know how it happened but I just went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it was quite a bit of fun. But it started in 2016 with Hillary Clinton being accused of running a sex racket underneath a pizza shop. Gate.
1: Yep. Mm. in
0: Washington, D.C. And then that dude crossed, um, you know, state lines with a rifle and was going to shoot all these mm-hmm. people down and discovered there was just, like, yeast and yeah. flour down there. <laughs> when all
1: you find is yeast down there, it's never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so we arrive at Ex- Abbey Chatfield. Keniston. Exactly. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> So it was, um, yeah, I equally find it interesting. And, of course, we then saw during the Melbourne lockdown Mm. the children being kept underground thing come Mm -hmm. up in the sense that people were accusing Daniel Andrews Mm -hmm. of having these lockdowns Mm -hmm. because he had these children in tunnels underneath Melbourne CBD. Yeah. Anyway, so I get that. Um, So, yeah, it, it, it happened organically because you were being met with just a distinct lack of logic and common
1: sense. <laughs> yes, and I, I I struggled to keep my mouth shut. And when things are so absurdly incorrect, I then want to fight back on my stories. And it just became a thing. And you know, everyone was calling me jabby. Like people that liked me were calling me jabby affectionately, but then all of the anti-vax, like jabby. It was like jabby, jabby. So yeah. it's like it, it was it, it I accidentally became like my little pocket of the internet's face of the vaccine. And people were accusing me of getting paid to promote the vaccine, I mean, I would have taken money if they offered it to me. But, like, unfortunately, I was just bored in lockdown. That was another thing, though. It was like, what else am I going to talk about? Like, get vaccinated. Like, me posting to go on a hot dog to get... People don't know where to get vaccinated. It was more like a... I want to get out of this. This is awful. The only way out is vaccination, and yeah, and that yeah. was that was
0: very much your message. And I think when when we were coming out of lockdown or approaching it, that's what you were trying to do. was going. Come on, everyone, we're almost there. <laughs> I've got my party dress ready. Yes, no, know mad about
1: that. Yeah. Saying that I was, uh, you know, I was supporting discrimination against you know because I can go to the Byron Bay pub and they can't. And it's like it's not like mm-hmm. just get vaccinated. We've vaccinated for all these other things. Just just go and get the jab, babes. Just-
0: Having watched it you know obviously from a bit of distance because you're in lockdown mm. and you observe the whole interweb scene um mm. which you know as we know is real life <laughs> it's exactly the same <laughs> isn't it well pretty much it was when we we're in lockdown right mm, the um, only
1: form of communication
0: yeah exactly it's where everything was happening what what do you feel was making people what makes people so angry cuz in Australia we're we're going to be cruising around 93 95% full vaccination yeah. so it's only about let's i'm going to hazard a guess those who are vocally anti-vax as opposed to those who are just a bit ambivalent and kind yeah. of leaving it cuz hey we're at 93% mm. it's really only going to be 4% of the population yeah. so but they're very very loud mm. what do you feel got them angry you were getting the comments you know, like they're so angry.
1: I think a big thing is actually, no, I think I think actually a small part is genuine fear. I think everyone's saying they're just scared. Yes, but we're all scared. And the thing is, if you're presented with a solution, which is a vaccine, we've all been scared for two years. And I found it funny that instead of seeing a vaccine as, oh, my God, this is going to end. Let's get out of this. We've been so frightened for two years. It's instead, it's no, that can't be the answer because they want to live in this fear. I think as well, it's they have a personality for the first time in their lives and they have something to talk about and people will listen and they have their communities. I mean, if the intent mm. didn't exist, they'd be screaming into a void on this on the corner of a street with a sign, mm. you know, but because the intent exists, they can they can kind of one-up each other's conspiracies and get wilder and wilder and wilder and that's their only form of community they are Ever had.
0: It's agency, I think. And I understand that. Like I actually have a lot of compassion because I do see that, like you said, it comes from fear, it comes from pain, it comes from hurt. Mm. And one thing that I identified, I don't know what you think of this, is that generally when we have a major threat like a war, Mm -hmm. there's an enemy Mm -hmm. that we can point to. And in this case, and the parallel with the climate movement Mm -hmm. is definitely there, the enemy is kind of us, right? And we're also the only people that can fix it. So true. And so, you know, we're used to sort of blaming, well, pointing to an enemy and then blaming the government or mm-hmm. expecting the government to come and do it and yep. fix it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Trump had a really good crack at finding an enemy, blaming the Chinese, mm-hmm. China virus. Yes. And
1: then... Um, racist. <laughs> just being racist. Just
0: racist. And then um, adding
1: to Asian hate crimes.
0: That's right. That was early on, wasn't it? That was early on. continued? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I get, I get it. I don't like it. I get it. I get that we, there's a cognitive dissonance when we don't have an enemy to project things onto. Yeah. And so then you've got to create an enemy and mm-hmm. the enemy was you. <laughs> it was me. It was me um, because
1: I was putting the yeah. jab. They were very angry. Yeah. I mean, it was me and the government and anyone pro-vaccine. It was vaccination, you know, and I I think that people, you're right, people do just want an enemy. There's a where else can you place this anger and fear? I. I honestly don't understand. It's hard for me to understand how they don't just want to take a vaccine to get, to get this overdone with. Like I was saying before, it it baffles me because it's like you've taken, we've taken a polio vaccine, we've taken, you know, what else have we taken? I've had twelve chicken. Chickenpox. Oh, chicken pox. Yeah. You know, we've we've had all these all these vaccines for our lives. I mean, to go to a bachelor finale, I had to have four vaccines. No idea what they were. No idea. I was just like yeah. right. Jab me up.
0: Well, we can parallel it even with just general medication. I don't think anyone looks into the ingredients of aspirin or panadol. No. And I would say that Big Pharma makes more money out of these every day, you know, and it's opioids. Oh yes. my God. They make a you know, a monster Absolutely. Out of that. So it's an interesting thing. I think most of the arguments can be met with. With common sense. But at the end of the day, what is behind it is pain. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think it's always got to be borne in mind. Mm. What I like about your style is that you tend to do a form of anger, which is not personal. Mm. You sort of rage outwards, but I wouldn't know who you're raging at. Yeah. And that's an art form. (laughs) It's a, it's a really beautiful art form, I've got to say, because yeah. you don't point fingers necessarily. Mm. Um, sometimes does. Sometimes I'll be like,
1: oh, what is this person saying with the green screen behind me? But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd try to be more I think general.
0: Where it's somebody who you feel should mm. be held account. Yes, I can mm. see that you do that. Like mm. somebody who's in the public eye or a troll, mm. a specific troll
1: mm-hmm, who's, you know, threatening my life or something or saying you know this hideous uneducated things and yeah I think it's all people though I think it's scarier I just thought of this then I think it's scarier for them to have no idea what's going on and they want to have that it be that was a quote-unquote pandemic they want to think this was all done by someone it wasn't just a random thing that happened that we have no control over that's much scarier yeah. Than then being like no you know what it was all planned the government want to do this because of X Y Z because Dan Andrews has kids in his in the tunnels of Melbourne next to the raves that's what he's doing there's no that they, they don't want to think that the government actually are just a group totally. of incompetent people yes. like us that's scarier
0: well yeah and I would add to that that the world is uncertain mm-hmm. and unknown mm-hmm. and we are used to. Having answers for everything, you can Google everything. Mm-hmm. You and I've said this before on this podcast. Like we don't even have to sit and wait and wonder how long our takeaway pizza is going to take. Like mm-hmm. we don't sit in that unknownness because so you can true. watch. You get little updates. You know, yeah. I hear. Yeah, I don't get takeaway <laughs> yeah, pizza. pizza no,
1: I can confirm you do do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: watch there I a little timer. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so there's very little uncertainty, unknownness that mm-hmm. we've got to sit in. We've got no resilience to that. Yes. And so the very. Um, poignant thing about the pandemic and also the climate crisis mm. is that there's this big vast abyss of unknownness mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and we can't plant a stake in the ground no. and that's new that's to, so true. Re- to current generations that's so true because we have
1: all the world's information at our fingertips. Literally, we can mm-hmm. literally just type in any question about anything ever and get an answer. And if we can't get an answer, we're three clicks away from an answer. <laughs> like it's 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 much it's much easier. It's just wow, that's really true. Yeah, it's easy to panic. I think as well they give the government way too much credit, saying that every world leader, regardless of political alignment, nation, uh, worldwide, has agreed that we're gonna get this virus and put everyone indoors and ruin the economy Scott
0: Scott <laughs> Fun. Ma- Scott Morrison can't hold a lie he can't <laughs> actually hold a lie no he, ca- he he sent his text chain to the president of France mm. and didn't think that it would come back to haunt him i yes. mean there's dumb shit going on or he claims he told people he went to Hawaii during the bushfires, but there's evidence to say that he didn't. He like didn't. what? What? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. It's funny. I want to touch on trolling because mm-hmm. you've brought it up. In terms of all these angry people, do mm. you have a visibility on who these people are in real life when they're sitting on their couch or they've got to look at themselves in the bathroom mirror yeah. late at night as they're brushing their teeth and mm. face themselves like who are these humans?
1: It's bizarre. I mean, I on my stories the other day I was tagged on someone on the toilet um, saying, actually I have a screen recording. Do you want to see it? Yeah. Let me get it up. Sorry, please hold. No, no, no. Elevator music in here.
0: Was this person sitting on the toilet? Sitting on the
1: toilet and said, they can't wait till I die. Let's go oh. screen recordings.
0: Instagram just finished up at work. I'm just laying some pipe on the throne. Um, and I just had a thought to myself, as you do.
1: He's thinking, "Fuck,
0: I can't wait till this Abby Chatfield bitch kicks the bucket." Fuck. Yeah, good. Wow, he's sitting
1: on his mum's toilet so doing his a turd. Toilet doing a turd, and then tags me in the story, so I had to see it. Now, now I'm like, whatever. But I was about to go on and do the show, so I was already like, I get anxious and I'm like hyped up before the show. Then I started crying. Yeah, had to calm myself down. But those are the kinds of people. But I think people also think that it's just those like. Losers, you know, yeah. live with their mums. But it's also a lot of people. Like during the um, during uh, the lockdown, there was someone who was using the like one of like I don't want to say a chemist, but a chemist, a franchise chemist. Yeah, their Instagram to troll me about vaccines. So I had to call the chemist, and I was like, one of your employees is trolling me from there, like from your chemist.
0: What do they do out of interest? Do they take responsibility?
1: They say we're so sorry, and then they then they. I put up a post being like it was it I mean, you know, I, I you can't hold the franchisee accountable no. for some dickhead who's running their marketing, you know. But I think as well it's also. Well you kind of
0: can, like I guess they've gotta get rid of him or her. Mm, mm. I shouldn't assume it's a him. Oh, it's mainly her. It's mainly women. Is it? That was it's my next question. Main
1: it's always been mainly young women. They're so angry and they'll troll me and they'll have, you know, in their bios it's always love and light. Then they're like, You're a bully, hope you die. And it's like Oxymoron there, it's a (laughs) bit interesting, isn't it? So, it actually is mainly young women. It's mainly Mm. women who I would say are like 18 to 35. Yeah, then there's like boomers. Yeah, so there's both sexes,
0: both sexes,
1: women. Women. I would say 95% women. Wow, yeah, so like your Gen X's, they're busy, they're doing other things. Boomers and millennials. Good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> busy boomers, and millennials, are uh, and then Gen Z love me so. Yeah. It's like they're, they're. It's all the. It's you're all on the cusp
0: of, the, of Gen, Gen Z and millennial.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I'm the last year of millennial, but mm. people say I'm Gen Z, so I'll take it.
0: Mm. Um, they're, nice. They're, yeah, they're, they're nice. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. Um. So
1: yeah, it's it's mainly women who are young, and then boomers, and they just rage, and it's people who are, I look on their Instagrams, and it's. You know, they've got like five of their friends who've gone dinner the night before and they're trolling me on a Sunday saying the most disgusting, hideous things. I once had, um, well, recently I posted some woman trolling me. I don't know what she was saying, something hideous. I posted on my stories and I was like, and her bio was a classic, like, be kind love heart. Yeah. And I had multiple people say to me, that was my dance teacher when I was little. So it's like yeah, normal people. unquote normal, which is bizarre, isn't it?
0: I get, I don't get the really young people. I get men who are in their sixties who ride Bromptons and live in the north of England. What's a Brompton? It's a fold-up bike, and it's what? sort of men in tweed jackets with reinforced elbows, right? You know, who watch right. those murder mysteries right. on the BBC on a Friday night. It's that kind of human.
1: What's their issue with you?
0: Well. Yeah, it's a good question. Where does our anger come from? (laughs) So this, I've got actually a picture in mind of this particular guy Mm. who went at me with Wikipedia. So for three years he was a vigilante to, and it's really relevant to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. he was insistent that I was an anti-vaxxer. And this was well before the pandemic. We're talking six, seven years ago. Yeah. I was sort of on one of those morning shows. I was a regular panellist. I'd be brought on to talk about the news of the day. Mm -hmm. And there was a story about how people in the rich suburbs weren't vaccinating their kids. Right, yeah. And the story apparently said that it's because they're often on holidays and also they feel that they've done their research and they're more informed than everybody else. Mm -hmm. So when I was asked what's the reasons, I said, I don't have kids. This is not my personal opinion. However articles are the reasons. It, yeah. Anyway, that snippet got picked up by the Daily Mail that got picked up by la, da, 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 mm. and this dude in the north of England with Bromptons, he picked it up and he put it into my Wikipedia. And I'm not joking, it was a 3-year job for me to Reverse it. And because you have no power over your Wikipedia, you've got to rely on strangers to update yeah. the information. So eventually, a university mm-hmm. um, with a bunch of PhD students working in the area of bullying of women in media mm-hmm. took it on as a project. And it took them six months. To actually, even all their resources, get that guy blocked. Wow! Yeah, because you can put the real information up, and then you know,
1: and then he changes it back. And then you. But I was it back. in
0: Slovakia, being interviewed by the communist newspaper mm. years later, and mm. the first question was, "Why are you?" you know why are you anti vax yeah so anyway so that's i get those kinds of guys and i think there's this vigilante thing that i'm not allowed to be an expert so mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. of my age group they can do multiple things they can mm. go from children's television to be on a kfc commercial to being mm-hmm. a expert on molecular biology or mm-hmm. whatever it might be mm-hmm. but as a woman i think they don't like it no
1: You can't be multifaceted. You can't have more than one interest or thought. You're only very streamlined, you know. That's right. And,
0: yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But on the flip side, I also have a very large demographic of followers and supporters in the 60-plus male bracket. Right. And I think that's... Because they would like to date me. Or <laughs> well, they think I'm I mean, why the they? daughter they've always loved. You yes, know, wanted yeah, wanted to have. Yeah. But um yeah, and then I have um yeah, I have little little young guys mm. who will troll me. Mm. Flip side little young guys who follow me. It's right. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. And yeah. then but I have a lot of women in their fifties. Who so, troll. Yeah, we'd have the same ones that we'd have a Venn diagram crossover with that, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it, it's quite sad, really, spending this much time. I have a few that I recognize. I'm sure it was where well, you recognize a username and you're like, Yeah, you again,
0: yeah. Jesus
1: Christ. Like, what are you doing? Every single thing I post, you're applying saying, ugly slut. Like, and it's, like, a photo of, like, I know, not know. Like, it like, a screenshot of my podcast. It's, like, ugly slut. It's, like, this is my podcast art.
0: Yeah. I'm like, just, this isn't even
1: me. It was approved like, by yeah, a, a really large organisation. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it's
0: bizarre. You're 26 mm-hmm. and you're facing all of this. And mm. I'm sorry on behalf of humanity that's older, older than you, that's mm. sort of my age. Mm. I'm so sorry. Mm. Like, it's... It's freaking horrible and, you know, the reason I got vaxxed and, of course, I got trolled by Kelly Slater for days, weeks, right, when I came out and I did a video that said why I got vaxxed and it was not... I wasn't going backwards and forwards on the science. I wasn't getting angry. I just said, I'm doing it because this is what the society, the collective has asked to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's imprecise. It's not perfect. The situation's not perfect, but I can't see at this point in time any other way of being able to get young people to get their life back. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it for young people. Mm -hmm. They deserve the life that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was that
1: age, so yeah. What are the options? Like, because because the thing is, they don't like lockdown, they don't like masks, they don't like vaccines. Mm. What's your solution to let it run rampant and we all die? I
0: sort of went out and spoke on all of this, but I'm older and I can kind of hack it. And mm. I emerged into this realm in traditional media, and yes, I'd get letters to the editor and things like that, or phone calls, right? Yeah, and. It's a very different realm. You've been implanted into this mm. with trolls ready to go. Mm. I, trolls were really gradual. They were gradual emerging and I got tougher with them. We grew mm. up together. Beautiful. You know? Best yeah. friends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Some of them have been with me the whole time. Yes, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> they're, they're your biggest fans, honestly. Yeah. The trolls being with me the whole time. They're obsessed with you. Well, it's
0: funny because when I was your age, I was I had to think about this. I was a op-ed writer mm-hmm. at the Herald Sun, so mm-hmm. News Limited in Melbourne, and I shared a page every Friday with Andrew Bolt. Right. So Andrew was, you know, much the same as he is today. He's still opining mm-hmm. on very much the same stuff. But yeah, I used to cop some of his followers in the letters to, to the editor. Right. That was my introduction to trolling. Yeah. Oh
1: my god, very slow form trolling them writing a letter.
0: Yeah. They think about it. They think about it. Before they print it off and um, put it in an envelope. Yeah. Oh my God. Because it's pre email. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My career started before the internet. Wow. Yeah. We used to handwrite everything and have to share a computer. So you'd take turns to use a computer to type things out. And the internet was called the intranet and it arrived while I was a a journalist. Um, And I went. Oh, this will never last. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I said the same about CD players. Oh,
1: Why? Why do you think it wouldn't discs last? The great. <laughs> Why did you think it wouldn't last the internet?
0: I don't know. I think I didn't want it to. Right. I didn't like the idea. Of Why? It. It's interesting. Well, I just thought it was it was too scary. It was too big. It was too yeah. it was a vast it almost seemed ungentlemanly. Mm. And also I tell you what it was. I remember thinking if people can find answers so quickly, where will the considered thought come into play? True.
1: And you were kind of correct in that. Oh, Very yeah. correct.
0: Quasimodo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, everybody's thought that when new technologies I mean, you know, yeah. when was it the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians invented you know, papyrus paper and so yeah. on, everybody freaked out. Yeah. Um, but, look, I want to know for you at 26, and, mm. you know, this started a couple of years ago for mm. you, when you go to write a post where you've got a strong opinion on it, mm-hmm. do you, help me through the process. You said you're chaos, but you've often got considered thinking, nuanced thinking. You straddle all the kind of complexities really well, I think. So Thank do you, you research it?
1: Yeah, so if it's something that needs research, I mean, for example, some posts that I did, I got some doctors and... I saw those. Yeah, so I got experts on my Instagram because so many anti-vaxxers were saying, you're not a doctor, even though this information was coming from doctors. It was a
0: big moment for epidemi- epidemiologists. Epidemiologists,
1: the first time, they're like, we're ready, we know, yep. we know the answers. Yeah. But um, so I did that to like research. Also, I would always look things up. Like when the... um. Ivermectin. When they were saying the Ivermectin yep. thing, you yep. know, again, it takes like four seconds to Google that 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 uh, that research was null and void. Mm. So, but so I do research in that way. But I think, like I was saying, a lot of the stuff that I try and like fight back at is just common sense things. Like the government is trying to kill us. Why would the government try to kill their income source if it's taxation? Mm. Also, the government isn't an omnipresent being. It's Dan Andrews. He's also in lockdown. You know.
0: Did you do well at school? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not dumb. No, I, I mean I know everybody likes to sort of say I, that. Um, no,
1: I did well at school. Yeah, Dude I on the toilet. You know, oh yeah, to yeah. Food. I'm I'm he, so silly. Yeah. I have yeah. Yeah, I've no idea what's going on. No, I do. Well, I do well at school. Yeah, I mm. had three jobs in grade twelve though to, uh, you know. support. I think
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah, so smoothies? three ice. Yeah, no ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, all well, ice cream and smoothies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was you,
0: a. You had a cut. You had a cabal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And I used to have to get changed
1: and run from one to the other and try and keep it a secret. It was a very, very wild. Um, but yeah. So I mean, I do research in that sense, but I think a lot of my stuff is more just like even when it comes to slut shaming, it's more be explaining the thinking behind. What, how I can fight back at it, and it doesn't require much research. Obviously basic facts, yeah. absolutely. But
0: maybe, maybe consider, like, do you have to sit back and consider your logical argument? Yeah. And oh. do you handwrite hand write it, or is it on the phone? No,
1: I'll usually just write out in my notes
0: in, On your phone, because you're moving your thumbs. Yeah,
1: on my, phone, yeah. On, my, on my phone, I write out notes for the caption, or if I do a video, I'll just... I'll just record it. Just I don't know. Start, I do just you? start. Wow. There isn't much. I mean, when it comes to a caption, yes, something written out, yes, I'll do a notes app and then I'll go through and I'll edit it, read it through a few times. Yeah. But if it's my stories, usually that's just the first go unless Instagram crashes, then I'll have to redo it. But usually I just try to like talk and talk and talk. I will have pauses in between and be like, if, you know, if X equals Y, then what is it? Yeah, I'll be like, okay, so if I'm saying this, what is the end game of this? Like, you know, classic debating. Do you doubt
0: yourself? Do you, do you yeah. have second thoughts? Like, have mm. you ever pulled a post down after you've done it because you've gone, "Oh shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land in trouble for this one"?
1: I'm sure I have. Mm. I'm sure if I said no, someone's like, "You'd pull down this post." I'm sure I have, but none that I can think of. I mean, I think that when I do post things, they are my my very strong opinion, and unless that opinion is harmful to a minority group or a group that I do care about their opinion, such as the LGBT community or, you know, um First Nations people. If it's anti-vaxxers and right wing neo-Nazis getting angry, I don't really care. What I do care about is communities that I yeah I want to yeah. I want to support. That's what
0: I care about. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I've I've, as you know, done a deep rabbit hole dive into your podcast. Mm-hmm which I just find, I find it glorious. Oh, thank you. I do. I feel like I it's do. so shit.
1: I I'm come not, in not at not, all. <laughs> no, not at, at all. So feel, ever since I've started doing it, I started doing it by accent. I was like, I'm just had a podcast. and we get red wine drunk on the floor <laughs> with my at-home mics being like, anyway, this is how you suck dick. And now it's just like word vomit. There's no planning to it. Well, Max tries to get planning, but. <laughs>
0: Max is <laughs> he's nodding my, over there. He's
1: my closest thing to with planning. A, with a fond look in his
0: face.
1: <laughs> almost paternal. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny people listen to it. I find it bizarre, but thank you. I'm glad you like it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think, I mean, I'm fascinated because there's not many people, particularly in Australia, particularly women, Mm. who are willing to put their genitalia on the line Mm. and own something controversial which they're talking about in private little whatsapp groups right yeah and that came out in all the britney higgins stuff Mm -hmm. that there's these groups in parliament house Mm -hmm. discussing Mm -hmm. this shit yeah and it was all known and we hear that they're all talking about it behind the scenes why Mm. why aren't people putting their head up now you do why do you because it's 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 a really difficult terrain here in Australia in particular. I look yes. over in the US and there's women of all different age groups, comedians, um, politicians who have got strident, firm, informed mm-hmm. views. Mm-hmm. But here in Australia, you you're a bit of a lone voice, and sometimes I feel in my age group I'm a bit of a lone voice.
1: Yeah, I think I think there are a few who are emerging. like Flex Mummy. Do you follow yeah. Flex Mummy? See, she's also. She's probably one of the, now this sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. She's honestly one of the greatest thinkers in our generation in Australia. She's Maybe the world, but she is fucking incredible. Um, I think as well, it's funny, like you were saying before, you can only be one thing. People tend to think because I I flog vibrators that I can't have a brain. It's like, (laughs) do you know how much work it took to sell all those vibrators mm. and buy a house from vibrator money. I, like, <laughs> like it was work, bitch.
0: But how um how many have you sold?
1: Um I think like fifty thousand.
0: Fifty thousand. I
1: think, yeah. Something like that.
0: Well you know a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead at this stage because mm. what I wanna know is um Yeah, just the whole sex thing. Mm. Like what got you feeling the world needs 50,000 more vibrators? Is is there a need out
1: there? There is a need. There's definitely a need. I think the the vibrator thing was because – so it was interesting actually. I got off The Bachelor and then I was Mm. getting shamed left, right and centre for just humping him on the beach, which I'd do it again. I wanted to sleep with him. And I said on the show, I I really want to have sex with you. And everyone was like, how could she say that? It's been two and a half months. Yeah. were oiled up in the water,
0: like he literally. literally producers were prodding you. They were
1: prodding. At one point, he maybe he put sunscreen on my chest, and he was like, oh. "Like we were, like we were so there was so much energy because we hadn't had sex in two and a half months, and oh, that was disgusting."
0: <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in. I've
1: got a runny nose. Being over desert though.
0: I was. I was just going to interrupt at that juncture. Yeah. That, um, yeah. That juncture. <laughs> just two and a half months is a long time not to have sex. Is it that right? It is.
1: Well, okay. Okay. Well. Well. I had no sex during lockdown for the four months. No sex. But I think when you're kissing someone and you're obsessed with them, like you're dating someone for two and a half months and you're making out. there's
0: nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. And you've got producers like literally plonking you in front of each other and I'd yeah, like spreading pheromones everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
1: oiling you up. Yeah, yeah. like now almost <laughs> kiss, and you're like, ugh. Um, but what was the point? Of what I was I saying?
0: Oh, oh sex. sex. So I was such shamed.
1: So then after I got off the show, Avush wanted to do just like a sponsored Instagram post, and my manager at the time, so I have different management now. Why did
0: you always want to do a sponsored Instagram post? You just want money, or was it more than that?
1: Well, so well they so after the show you have six months where you're under contract where you can't do any That's sponsored right. posts. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting emails doing sponsored posts and I was like, well, got it. I hate my job. Um, I'll do this for as long as I can, maybe a month or two, then i go back to property. Mm-hmm. Cause I went on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, So I was in my bachelor in paradise and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna leave this job that I don't really like, my nine to five and then I'll have two months off and then when money runs out, I'll then go back to my nine to five, but it just kept coming. So I haven't gone back and I will never go back. Did I'd, you say
0: you were a, a real estate agent?
1: No, I was a property analyst in commercial real estate. So right. it wasn't the same as being an agent, No, but it's like, I had a degree in property economics, have a degree, not that I got rid of it, but I have a degree in yeah. property economics that I will never use. Um, cause now it's irrelevant as well. Now I don't know what's going on. You'll Everyone's never- like, how's the market? I'm like, I don't have a." <laughs> I have no idea. No idea what's going on. You can't afford it. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> that I know what things are worth. Um, but yeah, so uh, after that, I Vush wanted to do uh, a post with me. And my management at the time were like, it's a bad move. Like, you're already getting slut shamed. And I was like, okay, like, I don't really have a problem with it. But if you think, and they were like, yeah, no. And he, I remember he replied to the emails like, yeah, nah, we're good. Like, this management. And I was like, really? Yeah, management. And yeah, I was nah, like, we're good. I was like, cool. no, nah, I'm not going to do this. So then I like kind of got rid of that management and was solo and then did a post and I think they sold like, I want to say this, I, I don't know how it was a lot. A lot of, considering yeah. I had like 70,000 followers, it was a lot of vibrators. A couple of hundred vibrators from one post. That's a fair
0: percentage. Yeah, like mm. when
1: you have that, I think I sold more, more than someone they used that had 7 million followers. So they liked me and then this I really want a US liked,
0: company, isn't it?
1: No, they're an Australian company.
0: They are. Yeah. I've seen it. But they're in in the US. US. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they really liked me. I really liked them. And then like, do you want to do a vibrator? Do you want to make a vibrator? And I was like, hell yeah. And then, see, a lot of the things that I do were just like, all right. Like, I don't really think about them. I'm just like, I guess why would I not do a vibrator? Then we started designing and I wanted an internal one. (laughs) There's a
0: question to (laughs) ponder.
1: not make a vibe. What are Why the not? reasons not to, you know, and I thought we'd make a couple of hundred and sell a couple of hundred, but you know, everyone loved it. The reviews were amazing. And yeah, that it, it was kind of again, I just kind of like fum I tend to just fumble into things. Do you have things. a radar
0: though that will pull you back and say this feels good. This is feels not good.
1: Yes, but again it's more like I don't want to I try to not uh do anything that isn't morally aligned with me. Whereas I don't have any like like I don't think sex and morality should be combined or are parallel to one another. I, like, I don't I don't think that.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, actually, I'd like you to answer the question, is there a need for vibrators amongst women of your generation? I think so. Why?
1: Yes. Um, I think because for too long women have put their sexual desires to the side and they've not been the centre of a sexual experience. I'm sure a lot have throughout history. I'm sure in the 1700s someone mm-hmm. was eating pussy for hours, I'm sure. Probably not hygienic though, UTI central. But
0: <laughs> it's just okay for this podcast. No, this is it's all good. It's all everything's allowed. It's allowed. It's it'll, it'll wake my sixty-year-old fan base <laughs> up straight away. <laughs> um, but I think
1: I think in in current. I think growing up there was a lot of slut shaming in the media. I'm sure there's always been, but I think when I was growing up, it was kind of like the era of like Britney. Lindsay Lohan, like Misha Barton, and it was always yeah, I was the editor like this- of
0: Cosmo during that era.
1: So you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was worse or if it was better than previous years, but maybe because sex was being spoken about more, but it was being shamed, you know.
0: And I think definitely that- it's definitely that twofold thing. Yeah, definitely. You talk about sex more, women will be slut shamed. Okay, good.
1: Yep. And so I'm not, I'm not so out you're not of it. Not making it up. Okay, great. So I think, I think that, and then having recently, there's this huge uproar of sexuality being wellness, which I think is so true because it it is linked. I think sexuality is more linked to wellness than it is to morality, and. And I think
0: – Do you mean from an STI point of view or do you mean from feeling good about yourself? From, like,
1: coming gives you endorphins, therefore okay. I'm happier. Yeah. Or, like, I have anxieties, so I'm going to masturbate.
0: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I think there's that's more a dis- of a ju- – There's yeah. a discussion around that these days. Yeah, yeah, okay. much
1: more. And I think now it's called sexual wellness rather than, like, sex toys. It's like a wellness ah. brand. Yeah, so a lot of brands are re rebranding or from the get-go branding as a – well. And a women's well, sorry, not women's, as a sexual wellness
0: brand. Awesome. Right? So mm. I think uh, that look, it makes perfect sense. I mean, all yeah. the data has has pointed in that direction for, for years. Yeah. Mm. And
1: and and even things like, you know, uh Endo and Vaginismus and uh even things like Thrush and like it's all it's all connected. UTIs, which I suffer from almost weekly. Uh, you know, it's all connected and understanding ourselves and speaking about it more openly will therefore help us be able to have better sex and just be healthier even when it comes to things like bacterial vaginosis. Like I didn't know what that was until I, I, I got it. What is it? It's like a, a bacterial infection you've in your poussoir. Um
0: <laughs> It is as it sounds is yes, what you're saying. <laughs> it's bacterial vaginosis. It's it's
1: not ideal, but you know, the more we speak about these things and I but think Look, that I was the, the editor
0: of Cosmo, right? And mm-hmm. this is, it was the only place you could go. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yes. Imagine. I think
1: I bought Cosmo at the time. I probably learned things from you.
0: Potentially. Mm-hmm. Although, true story, my first week in the job I had to, you know, Edit a sealed section. I should say, I was twenty nine. I'd never read the magazine. Mm -hmm. I was planted in the job, Mm -hmm. having just freshly arrived from Melbourne, where I was all flat shoes. Right, Herald Sun.
1: You came from the Herald Mm -hmm. Sun, okay? That's
0: right. And um, I had to edit a sealed section. I'd never even like done the perforated tear to open up the sealed section. Yeah, that that was the best part. But it was the thing about get to know your vagina and where all the bits go. And seriously, I learned on my first week on the job. That you have three holes down there. Are you joking? I thought there were two. I know. I had to call in the deputy editor and go, just talk me through this.
1: <laughs> Shush. Are you serious? Mm, mm. That is wild. It was, just, it was
0: just a topic that must have been on the same shelf in my brain as the rules of cricket. Yeah, like, right. Just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it's there. I can learn about it if I want to. I as, feel as like it.
0: The deputy, Felicity, she said to me, where have you been putting your tampon? You yeah, know? that's concerning. Yeah, anyway. In the right hole. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I was intuitively. I just yes. hadn't thought about Intu- it. Yeah. But look, sex, you know, we were talking about that. We were, you know, it was the first magazine that started talking mm-hmm. about body love mm-hmm. and we had plus size models. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, a really new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, We talked about self-love. That was a new phraseology back mm-hmm. then.
1: For masturbation?
0: Yes, but masturbation, but oh, also body stuff, image. Body right, okay, okay. Body image stuff. But at the same time, um, it was there was such, so much pushback, you know? Oh, these girls yeah. are overweight. Yeah. Fat. You're promoting fat. Yeah. Right. I actually think about it now. I don't think it was so much the weight that the, the issue that was the issue. I think it was the focus on sexuality. Because mm. the more voluptuous a woman is, mm-hmm. the more sexual she is. And mm-hmm. it's a really interesting thing. I don't know if you've heard this sort of theory before, Abby, but um, in times of opulence, which Australia has been in for the Mm -hmm. last 30 years, Mm -hmm. your lifetime, Mm -hmm. we haven't had a recession. Mm -hmm. Um, Hot, hot from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it produces a more voluptuous female form. Women become very sexualized, but at the same time they are curbed. Their behaviour is curbed. So think about the 1950s. Uh-huh, yes. It was women. Um, It was a time of opulence after the war. It was that curvy Marilyn Monroe figure right. and women were sent out to the suburbs. Right. To have, children to have children and be, children. be quiet and take Valium. Okay. And then you move into a more recession kind of era mm-hmm. and women go skinny again. 1960s, 1970s, women mm-hmm. were all skinny and hippie and mm-hmm. sort of wearing baggy clothing mm-hmm. and it was the whole feminist movement. Mm-hmm. And then the 80s, full figure, mm-hmm. women sexualized, and also kind of um, there was lots of... Yeah, I
1: never heard of this. Mm. And then the nineties, but-
0: which is when I was growing up as a teenager mm-hmm. and moving into my adulthood, mm-hmm. it was fully feminist. It was the last recession we had to have, as yeah. Paul Keating said. Mm-hmm. And I was fully feminist. It was like grunge era. It was it was, you know, fuck the government, mm-hmm. protesting, all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And women weren't sexualized. But we also didn't cop as much grief. Mm -hmm. There's this kind of. Can you see the patterns? Yeah, I can
1: see. Yeah, and your era
0: is in this space where you're again going. Mm -hmm. Women's bodies. We should be able to flaunt it. We should Mm -hmm. be able to expose it. Mm -hmm. We should just be out there. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this when I was watching, researching as I do as a Gen Xer who's earnest. The episode on, I'm a celebrity. Mm -hmm. Which you won.
1: Mm -hmm. I did win.
0: Was it Dipper? Zipper, yeah, AFL player, mm-hmm. uh, in his sixties, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw you wearing a swimming costume to mm-hmm. go and swim in the pool. Can you believe it? Can you did that? That's wild of me. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. know what else. I don't know what else were you going to wear. I know. But I don't <laughs> some know trunks some like kneeling <laughs> trunks
1: and a little a little flat floral hat or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that was what I was planning to. do. I thought like- no, I'll be back. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he basically said. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't go out like that. Yeah. Um, and you. Also, queer if I didn't go out. I was in the
1: fucking jungle. What do you mean, go out? I was going down to the other part of the set.
0: Like, I yeah. wasn't <laughs> going out anywhere. You weren't going to come across too many dangerous men. No,
1: you're just literal snakes and spiders. It's fine. Yeah.
0: And I think next to you was another, a dude wearing, well, exposing even more flesh than you were. Yeah. Um, heading off to the pool at the same time. Yeah. But you sort of called him out on it. And I think he said, wasn't it sort of like you're going to be asking for it essentially? Yes. And you said, well, asking for what? Yes. And, it, you know, it, the fact that you will actually have that argument, mm. you will actually plant it there. But at the same time, your Instagram feed, your whole persona and everything you talk about mm-hmm. is all about just putting your tits there mm-hmm. and go and deal with it, everybody. Yeah. Can I ask, this is a very long-winded question, yeah, but yeah. what I want to ask is do you feel that what you're doing is almost like bringing it up for conversation? This has been circulating for so long. Women who... Y- y- you, you can't go out and have your your boobs out there and be taken seriously because yeah. we've got to take responsibility for men's mm-hmm, behaviour around mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like you just put it up there yeah. for debate over and over and over again. Yeah.
1: I think I like to poke a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I will admit that. I think because these conversations that are being had, a lot of the feedback that I get as, as well is from people saying, well, young women, especially, saying I didn't know how to respond to that happening to me, right? So, like, yep. if I'll get a nasty DM trying to slut shame me, I'll then post my stories. I'll then post my stories and respond, not because I really care, kind Teach of
0: other women how to do it.
1: Yeah, like Got it. late teens, early twenties, usually replied missing. Oh my god you know, they get DMs saying, you know, the boys at this party on the weekend called me a slut and then I said, what does that mean? Back to them because of how how you spoke to Dipper, which is really cute, bless them. Mm. So like things like that, I think it's, it, it, I do try to start conversations. I was wondering, yeah, yeah. you're answering
0: exactly as I thought thought might be the case, that
1: yeah. you feel a responsibility. Yeah, I do, yeah. And that's why I got so upset after that scene in Celeb. That's why I was crying so much because I felt like, because we were so tired and so hungry and it was like 40 degrees, hadn't eaten in, you know, days and hadn't slept and I just didn't have the energy to properly fight Dipper. And I felt like like if girl young girls or young God forbid, rape victims were watching and saw that interaction, I didn't fight hard enough. So that's why I was sobbing. That's why you
0: were crying. Yeah, because
1: I felt like yeah. I didn't do enough for, for for victims or for people who were watching who wanted to You don't to-
0: have the gutsy personality that you have. Yeah,
1: and I felt like I, I wish I'd gone harder or spoken to dip more, but you just, in those environments, you don't have the physical energy to to even speak. Like you're not eating, which you know. Which is the aim. Yeah, which is the aim. Then you go, then you go a bit wild. And but- then you
0: cry and then it's... Good television. Yeah.
1: So, like, I think I did a bit, but that was what I was most upset about afterwards when it came out again. I got upset because I didn't think that I did enough. But, yeah, it's more like I want to, uh, you know, give people the the vocabulary or the understanding, the base understanding themselves. So I think as well, the, a lot of the things that we learn as young women are, are put to us, especially young feminists, put to us in a very scholarly way, which is great. Um, you know, people like Clementine Ford are just like the next level of feminism and it's understanding mm-hmm. this kind of more, uh, not difficult, but just just a more intellectual way of understanding feminism and Clem's great at bringing that down to... to Real life. Had, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do, but with more more base level stuff than Clem because Clem is just genius. We're obsessed with her. Yeah. Are but you? I, I love Clem. Awesome. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. But um, so that I think that's kind of the whole thing is that I want to... Help people understand how to speak about and understand basic issues, and that's why the vaccine thing as well coming back was like yeah. how people can talk to their fa- anti-vax family or friends in a logical way, like doing very slow logic of this is how this works. Same with such shaming and what other, whatever other topic there is. Saying periods ago, saying you know, um, you know, like saying you have, I have a number, or like you have no worth, or like saying you're vagina gets loose for sex. All these things are completely illogical. So I like to break them down yes. on my Instagram stories where it's really accessible as well. I think it's easy yeah. to watch. Uh,
0: look, bravo to you. Because, you. you know, I mean, I, I can tell that it doesn't really bother you. you we've got better things to do than to fight back. But yeah. I, I, I figure that there is something kind of broader going on there for yeah. you because you do put a lot of time into it. Mm. Um, the sex thing is still very interesting to me because I read this. Oh God. Around no, 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 it's not from you. Don't I worry. Thank God. <laughs> it's like what have I said? <laughs> you may you may have come up with this, I don't know. Um, <laughs> around eighty percent of young men, this is an Australian survey, and I think mm. it was done in conjunction with the ABC, funnily mm-hmm. enough. Um, around 80% of young men said they watched porn weekly. Mm-hmm. And among the women who watched pornography, nearly two thirds viewed it at least monthly. Like there's big numbers, right? Mm. Who are engaged in brazen sex stuff. That my generation, it was sort of their but it was fringe still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and even in Cosmo, we we kind of watered it down a bit and it wasn't really out there. You're almost living what we were sort of talking about in Cosmo, but you're mm. living it sort of writ large. But is sex everywhere? Like in people, millennials? And is sex everywhere? G-Z?
1: I don't think so. I'd, I think that maybe... I mean, the only time I really talk about sex in depth is on podcasts like this or on my podcast. That's when I. So you're not I kind talking
0: of, about it with your girlfriends, like, like
1: we, we are. But like, oh my god, he was really good at eating pussy, and everyone's like, "Yes, proud of you. I came four times. Oh my god, amazing." Anyway, but also he's really nice. You know, like, it's like it's right. mentioned and not we're not ashamed of it. But I don't think we're sitting there psychoanalyzing sexual experiences unless one of us wants to. I imagine it's more frequent than maybe. Uh, other generations, but I don't think it's like all we speak about. We're more uh, like about politics.
0: Are any, are you?
1: Yeah, like oh we're talking God, about, like, what's going on in the podcast about like, on stuff. Yeah, we have yeah. like, you know, we'll sit there, like, when Trump was president, there was so much content
0: every week. It was just, what's the Trump gift to that keeps on giving? I know,
1: it's been boring since and Trump Scomo. was gone. And Skoma, of course, still got He's him. Wonderful. Yeah, but so I think it's it's more political, like, I social need issues. i just to add that in
0: somebody, in case somebody, the Daily Mail grabs that grab and oh, then yeah. it ends up on my Wikipedia. SCOMO is wonderful from like a gift that gets on keeps on giving in terms of gaffes point yes, of view. Yes, they for us wrong- content, for content. So much wrongness. Yes, yes.
1: Thank you. Just to clarify, there's always context.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we speak
1: about politics and like socio-political issues. Uh and then we speak about sex if we want to have, you know, like a sex in the city moment, but it's not all we speak about, but I do see It's kind of frustrating for me because I've been kind of pigeonholed into being like the sex girl
0: Mm.
1: uh, by like every interview is about sex or vaccines, sex and vaccines. Mm. And I'm like, I don't really have that much sex. I didn't have sex all of lockdown. Um, I'm dating someone. We have sex like once a week. I don't have that high of a sex drive. I'm very busy. I'm very tired and I'm often sick.
0: So (laughs) I was (laughs) in
1: hospital two times in the last two weeks. Like it's like. What for? I had this eye issue. It was like I got like an allergic correction to my eyes and then I had a UTI two weeks before that. It was Aww. just a whole thing. But it's like I think people, because I'm the only one that speaks about it even casually, then it's like everyone wants to talk about history, sex. It is
0: the pivot point for so much politics. Mm. And also, I think what you do talk about mm-hmm. a lot is gender politics.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Where it's kind are of like men
0: at in your life. Like you've got a boyfriend who seems really sweet. He's, yeah, I seems. I think he's. <laughs> We'll, we'll see.
1: We're in a couple of weeks in.
0: We'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I think I've heard you say that you don't have a lot of heterosexual male friends. No. Why? And I pick this up from girls mm. your age everywhere. Because I would say half of my friends are heterosexual men. Yeah. Married, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm probably a little unusual in that sense, but mm. I grew up with lots of brothers. But right. tell me about your demographic. Because you're not talking about just yourself and your mates. You speak to a lot of young. People yeah. and you're interacting with them. Yeah. What's and I, the vibe towards young men and where they're at? I mean, I don't really
1: have a negative vibe towards them. It's just that I went to an all girls school. So mm-hmm. then from that, like.
0: You're not trained in having friendships with men. No. Because men, I think when you go to single sex school, men don't see women being really awesome in the classroom.
1: No, agree. Yes. They only see
0: you at parties, drinking and yep. looking really pretty.
1: Yes, that I completely agree. So the, the men that I had access to in high school, um, you know, some of them are, are really lovely, but we never had a, like, deeper friendship other than, like, oh, like, hey, you know, say Peter, I know Eminem Peter, but I was going to say someone's actual name. Hey, oh, my God, good to see you. Oh, my God, how are you going? Are we, like that kind of, like, if I saw them out, I'd say hi to them, but I don't have a deeper friendship. Um, and then the male friends I tend to get close to, we always end up sleeping together, like, Always, Because I'm okay. always single and I'm like, we'll try this out.
0: So, <laughs> like, recently I, I had a... I gather it doesn't end well.
1: Well, it doesn't add, end poorly. It just ends like I was... I, my really good friend moved to Sydney. We were just friends. And then he massaged my foot one time and I was like, oh, God, now I'm wet. So we had sex. <laughs> and I was like,
0: oh, damn it. Like I was like, I was really
1: proud of this platonic friendship.
0: Is um, that, and is that common or is that just kind of you and your confidence and okayness with it. Or is it everywhere? Like, I don't
1: know. what I think. Um, of, yeah. When I think about it, my female friends, we all kind of went to single sex schools, or if they went to co ed school, they've like moved away from the hometown. So I I who has a male friend? One of my friends is a female male friends. I think a lot of us we've just grown up and then as you get older, then we had like this hospo job where all my friends are from this bar that we used to work at, all my really close girlfriends. Yeah. And then they're all dating people who also worked at that. So all my male friends. And alcohol
0: involved. It's late night because you're yeah, drink after work. A bonding. Mm. So they're
1: all my best friends still from, I haven't went there for, I think, five or seven years. So we're all still, we have a little group. Um, but all their boyfriends who I was also, who would also be my friends from that era are their boyfriends. So their kind of role in my life and how I see them is like, oh, they're my best friend's boyfriend, even though we are also friends from the same job, if that makes sense. I
0: think I'm following you.
1: So it's like a big group and everyone's <laughs> yeah. dating everyone or we have like other guys that come in. And I'm like, again, oh, my God, so good to see you. Missed don't you. Don't massage my foot. Don't, don't come in the foot. It's the hoofs are sacred. So, <laughs> and then when I get a male friend, I literally can't think of any male friends that I have that I haven't slept with ever. Yeah, wow. Yeah, which is weird. I think that comes from the... All girls' school thing and like wanting yep. male validation and but getting I that also, from sex.
0: Yeah, I also oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very thought honest about it admission. Mm. Yeah, that's a very honest admission. Mm. Um, and I think it's age old. Yeah, you know. Um, but I also think your generation are exp- you go more brazenly to sex. Yeah, whether you get repercussions or not, which is kind of funny because yeah, you're all meaty, you're, it's all on sort of line and all of that kind of thing. Mm. Um, there's so much we could cover on that, but I know we're talking about. One that. thing I do want to ask is: Did you grow up opinionated before you yeah. entered the realm of reality television, where you do have to have opinions and you, you know, have spats uh-huh. because producers starve you uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and talk yeah, you yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah. into such things? <laughs> Did you stand up for yourself? Were you brazen? Were you? D- did you also experience sexism and misogyny growing up? Oh,
1: yeah. I in mean late
0: teens, you know, early 20s. Yeah,
1: I went to a Catholic school. I had a nun as a teacher. And I remember in year 10 I had a go at her for, for slut-shaming sex workers. Like I was like, at the time I called it prostitution but we'd call it sex work now, but I was 15. I didn't yeah, know the I'm correct sure lingo. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't use the
0: word slut-shaming either in front of a nun or did you? No, no, but my year 12
1: SOR assignment was about the slut-shaming of Mary Magdalene. <laughs> 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 she
0: was literally yeah. she was poor Mary.
1: Like I found it the other day. I found my not the other day. I'm to six months mark? ago. I found it on my like old like school email account. I I don't know why I was even in there. What grade did
0: you get for it? What mark?
1: I want. I don't probably an A.
0: Okay. I, I just always I love got an a's. assumption. <laughs> Probably, you know, maybe. at a Catholic school. At you a hand Catholic in your school. You're handing your excitement about the slut shaming of with
1: a nun as a teacher, a literal nun. Mm. Um, bless your sister. Um, sorry, sister. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I, would have arguments with teachers about, uh, like, you know, slut shaming things. I don't know why I have this. Maybe because my mum was always like, oh, isn't that sexist? When we watched things when I was growing up, so I think yeah, while mum was too actually.
0: Yeah, like, we weren't allowed to watch the Flintstones. Oh really? Was it, sexist? Oh was it? I can't. Mm. I don't. Apparently, what, I didn't watch was it. Was sexist? All oh, right, who knows? <laughs> you had to hear first. Flintstones <laughs>
1: are sexist. <laughs> but I think that mum always let us have our pins. We always have you know arguments at the dinner table. You know when Trump became president. It, but it's like it's weird. Our family. It's so you like, talked politics always, always, yeah, always, right. always. I think because mum was a single mum, so she was speaking to my sister and I like we were adults. Okay. You know what you about know? dad? Where was he? Um, he like I don't know him. He left when I was born. So okay, yeah. So mum, mum was always talking to us like we were little adults. So I think that kind of we'd have not, it wasn't arguments. It was like we were aggressively agreeing.
0: <laughs> did you? we Well, we often watch the news. Yes. At, yeah. You know, yeah. there was eight of us watching the news yeah. at dinner time, and yeah. then dad would go right. What do you think? What do you think? What's yes. your opinion? Similar
1: yeah. thing. And my grandma would as well, my grandpa. So I think that was kind of, we were always encouraged to have opinions. And then I think we got, to, everyone thinks that I was naughty in high school. Side note, everyone's like, you had been so naughty. My mum's a teacher, babe. I. My biggest thing I ever got in trouble for was one time I left school without my hat on. And I got detention. That was, and it was like, you must have been so naughty. I'm like, no, I'm just loud. I have a personality. Like, yeah. You were allowed to have debates with teachers and particularly nuns. You are allowed. Well, your to. age
0: group would definitely. Yes. It was oh, yeah. Not,
1: yeah, yeah. It was encouraged. Sister, I don't want to say her name, but I don't, Sister, you know, she, she loved me. I still got A's. It's just that I Maybe had a Bridget
0: or something. Nuns are often called Bridget.
1: Yeah. No, it was Elvira. Wow. Sister Elvira. Wow. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, good, I'm glad I got that answer because I figured that was the case. And that's mm. look, um where are you at on the climate crisis? Um,
1: I wish I knew more. I need, I mean, it's looming. I mm. need to listen to your podcast to understand more. but then I then I what I do is I do a bit of research and then I get very existential, mm-hmm. and then I panic and suck back into myself like a clam.
0: Okay. So I'm like, that's very common. Yes. Yeah. It's too much. Um, the overwhelm is real and it's actually a biological reaction yes. to issues that are so large we can't extract ourselves from it.
1: Yes. So uh, we support, well, I support climate action. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm shitting myself, but I don't know what I can actually do as an individual except for not have plastic straws and don't try to the reduce, plastic. reuse, recycle.
0: Don't worry about that. That okay. is like a literally a plastic straw in the ocean. Literally, given that, given that the fish are about to be overtaken by plastic. A- um, Yeah, it's it's just you know short synopsis. It's yep. all about climate change. Climate change is the temperature warming, which is yep. to do with the emissions. Mm-hmm. So the the way that we're actually burning energy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the fossil fuel industry. Now, of yep. course, plastic bring is brought into that, and plastic is a problem. But it's more around emissions, mm-hmm. which is why the whole net zero. Yeah, by, yep, by 2050. Well, it should be by 2030, but SCOMO hasn't got that memo yet. Well, you've left it really wide open, Abby, mm. for me to say, join the climate movement. I we need join. you. <laughs> join. Well, I'm going to get solar panels in the house, and it's made from recycled
1: materials, the house is. Awesome. So we're happy with that. 100 mm-hmm. year old timber. We love that. We're taking it. Yeah. Um, and what else can I do? So uh, do, do?
0: We just look, what we need is, you know, I sound like I'm some kind of Soviet no hit me. Dark club happening out there. But um we've got an election coming up. And oh, absolutely. It, it's gonna be a climate election. Absolutely. Whether the you know, major parties like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting one. Like it is a fun dynamic that's about to happen. We're at a policy stalemate. You've probably mm-hmm. noticed, mm-hmm. nothing gets decided. No. And stuff that really matters, like an Indigenous voice to Parliament, Mm -hmm. like the climate crisis, Mm -hmm. like being, you know, in line with the rest of the world so that we don't Mm -hmm. actually suffer economically Mm -hmm. down the track.
1: How embarrassing that we are, not by the way. Totally embarrassing. embarrassing. That's
0: the word that I use all the time and it's so embarrassing. Um, But then also sexual equality and then... Oh, integrity, Mm -hmm. the corruption Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. line that's going on. So they're the four things that define a nation's identity and whether Mm -hmm. you're proud to be of that country. And they're not being debated in Parliament because both parties actually have no vested interest in shifting on that because Mm -hmm. basically Pauline Hanson and Clive Palmer in these very, very small number of electorates have got control over Mm -hmm. that topic. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's going to bust through is really cool female Mm -hmm. independence, Mm -hmm. and they're taking people down. So Mm -hmm. Zali Stegall took, you know, Mm -hmm. Tony Abbott down. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got two candidates that have been announced. There's about another dozen that are going to be announced. We Mm -hmm. only need three Mm -hmm. for these independents to hold the balance of power on those four issues. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a really fun place to be in politically in Australia's history. Mm -hmm. My God, I've just taken over my own podcast. No, I love it. Year, I need to come on my I? podcast post <laughs> the
1: election and give everyone a rundown. That's what, that. yeah. That's what we need to I'm do. That's what we need to do. I'm doing a
0: campaign, hashtag vote women in, hashtag vote, give a shit. Yeah. And it's going to be incorporating young people and, and all of that. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, i us put you on the spot.
1: Put me on the spot. Do it. We need to we get need involved. We need your
0: smarts. We need your gusto. And the fact that, yeah, I listen to you, your podcast, I see young people just going – Thank you for explaining it. And you'll explain mm-hmm. it in a way that will suit younger people who are probably voting for the first time. I'll
1: listen to you, I'll filter it through, I'll say it to the people
0: and we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be off. You're sounding way too much like Pauline Hanson oh, when you say it like I'm that. i sorry, don't let me Pauline Hanson. Jesus Christ. Um hey Abby, this has been a gift. You have satisfied my generation X desire to understand your generation. Oh, I love it. And I am fascinated. I I Adore young people, like, and I get teary when I think about mm. it. Like, I am just so sorry that we have created a situation where you've got to fight these things. Still, oh, you know, I mean, no, you've been trying your best individually. <laughs> Look, you're sitting,
1: <laughs> oh, you're so gorgeous. Oh no, you're uh, I get emotional quite often. So, so do I.
0: I'm, I'm mm. a big crier. Thanks mm. for having me on. It's been so beautiful talking I've to you. It. I was really, really touched by that conversation Abby and I just had. And I will go on her podcast because I want to talk to her demographic and understand it more and more. I was really touched, I don't know about everybody listening, by the fact that she does feel a responsibility to show other people how to talk this kind of language. I think it's incredibly noble and admirable. Um, And absolutely, I will be co-opting Abby into the climate movement. We definitely need her. Until next week, stay wild.